Hi guys, welcome to another installment of the Only One Little Podcast. As always, it's Jose. And um, I actually have a pretty interesting show. Um, well, episode at least to, you know, to share. <laughs> Damn, I said that twice. But, um, first of all, um, I actually want to... Um, um, eh, sorry. Eh. Not really excited, but like more like I'm following my words. So anyway, um, I I'm I'm been thinking about like the song for um about music for the for the podcast. Now I'm thinking probably not anything with like you know. You know, words in it. So just like instrumentals. Because honestly, I feel like the old, um, you know. The old, um, you know, tone isn't really getting the message across. But honestly, I don't mind doing the, you know. The entirety of the, you know. <sighs> Damn it. <sighs> anyway. Um, I'm trying to put some new music for as an opening thing to, you know, my uh, podcast. Um, honestly, I mean, it, it should, I mean, honestly, why not? I mean, I kind of need, like, I need to, like, you know, rebrand a bit. So, I'm not going to do it now, but I'm going to do it in the spring, which is March 20th. Which, let me see if that's right, because, honestly, I, I just, like, I, I usually get some things wrong, like, like, days. The first of spring this year is, it says the 19th. March 29th to the 20th, but honestly, I'm still going to go with the 20th, yeah, just to be safe. Because, like, astronomically speaking, the first day of spring is marked by the spring equinox, which falls on, the, which falls on March 19, 20, and 21st of every year. Um, uh, honestly, I wonder what year it is, though. Ah, sorry. I wonder what day it is this year because, and here's the thing about like you know spring. It dang, how do I explain this? To me, March is like the start of March isn't the first day of spring. But I'm sorry, I'm going with the you know with the whole you know for you know four seasons three month thing. Like for example, December, just um, January, February. Good. March, April, May, spring, June, July, August, summer, mm-hmm. September, October, November, fall. It should be like that. Just because it's the first day of you know. Just because it's the first day of the month of that specific, you know, 
month doesn't mean it, like you know it should be doesn't mean oh it's summer's here no or winter's here i prefer going by calendar so i mean don't like it too bad but yeah so anyway so yeah i'm probably gonna do some you know maybe some outro musics and some some intro and some outro music um the whole censor beep that and when they change to another topic that's gonna stay I feel like that's the one thing that I feel like just stay I mean have you seen the videos I mean they are a little longer or not shorter but regardless um also yeah about that um Given that it's almost the end of the month, I don't think that it's gonna, you know, be like right away March. Probably by like mid March at least. I mean, just until my financial situation picks up. But uh, anyway, I feel like that's you know. But honestly, that should be enough. To, uh, enough time. Besides, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's going to be March. So. So. Uh, speaking of March, um, I made this decision based from a financial standpoint, given my situation. After, you know, paying my bills and and rent and all that stuff. I am actually going to be a little bit short um, on funds, which I'm great for next week. Thank God. However, the thing is, and obviously you can see why I did it, but based on my financial straits, um, I did take a loan from the bank and which was actually the reason I could actually afford to, you know, move to the place that I'm at right now. However, um, it did put me in the red a bit, and it's going to take me a bit to get out of it. Um, this upcoming check, I'm not sure, sure if I'm going to actually be, like, short on rent or, you know, close to it. But... <sighs> All I know is I would have to deal with my brother's wrath and, you know, give him a lecture, like, oh, or, like, irresponsible and all this shit. Like, look, I get it. All right? But here's the thing. I mean, I love Togo's because, you know, new management. I mean, I felt like my days were, like, you know, were numbered. I mean, man, I had a sense of urge that I, I had that urge that I was going to get fired. So I figured, you know what, <sighs> might as well take off, you know. So, yeah, so anyway, so yeah, I am going to be financially stable by the middle of the month. My bills are probably going to get paid off and... And also, surprise, surprise, I took on another job. 
I won't say where, but it's it's back to the same old thing. And uh, honestly, I felt like I should explain, you know, why in the next segment. All right, so I did mention that I did get another job. And here's the thing. And I feel like I might want to just get, I feel like I got to get this on my chest now. I started working earlier this month and at my other job, so I figured, okay, good. I mean, the hours were good, I was getting days, like four days, but then all of a sudden it started going from four, and then three, and then finally to two. Now, here's the thing that really pissed me off. I didn't mind three, as long as I got, like, you know, half shifts, at least, you know. You know, at least, or, like, you know, six hours, at least, just to train. But here's the thing. Last week, I only worked one day. And they told me for the two days that I was supposed to work, it's like, oh, sorry, it's slow. The next day, oh, don't come in, it's slow. Honestly, what was the entire entirety of you, you know, hiring me? I get it if things are slow, but come on, you have to let me do something. I'll clean, like you know, I'll like you know, like or stock or you know, or prep, whatever. Like you know what, maintenance, anything, as long as I'm there. Because here's the thing: it's kind of an insult to tell me, "Oh, business is slow," but. There's always something to do. I mean, here's the thing. You got cameras, so you can't say, oh, you're being lazy. Because, like, here's the thing. I actually want to work. I need the hours. I need the money. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, if it's sad to say that. But here's the thing. When you say it's too slow and don't offer me all oh, king still can... I even said, can I still come in? It's too slow. And in my mind, I'm like, why? And here's the thing. I've been criticized about my work. Well, it's well, basically speed. And here's the thing. I just started. The reason, like, and that's probably the reason why. I mean... If you're not giving me hours, then how am I going to get better at my job, you know? You want me to do this and that, but you won't give me the hours to do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, this week I'm actually working. But to be honest, it's, is it really worth it? I mean, well, kind of. I mean, I applied with the promise of like, yo, I want full time. Just give me my hours. And they won't even tell me my hours. They'll say, like, okay, you work from this ship and this ship. That's it. I don't even have, like, a set schedule. I mean, I just want to know why. It's like, do they not want me there? I mean, do they not like how I work? I mean, what's the deal? I mean... Why was I even hired in the first place if that's how it's going to be? I get it. I'm new, but I feel like this shouldn't be, you know, an issue. 
if they if you want me to work, I'll just say, yeah, I'll come over. It's like, here's the thing. You're fine with telling me, oh. Oh, you're fine with telling me, oh, you, oh can you come and cover? I'm going to say yes, because I need the hours. But when you tell me no, it's like, dude, why do you even want me there in the first place? I mean, I don't get it, you know? I honestly don't. I mean, luckily, the other job that... That I applied to, it's like... Okay, you're going to work four days a week with this many hours, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, I can't do, like, full-time. I can only give you part-time, but the part-time like, part is 28 hours. And honestly, that's actually not a bad... Like, at least they said, hey, you're going to work this many hours. And I'm not going to lie, and, and that's actually pretty good. Because honestly, dude, that's actually pretty bank. Because and the um uh, and another reason they told me, oh, you're not gonna work any anything less than that because it's a union job. And honestly, I'll take it. Because a, they gave me set hours. You're gonna work this many. You're gonna work four hours. You're, not four hours. You're gonna work four days. And honestly, not bad. And they want me, and mostly they want me to do closing mostly. So, I mean, not bad to be honest. At least they're saying, "Hey, these are your hours. You're gonna work this many hours." Cool. I am all up on board on that. No fuss, no muss. At least they tell me, "Hey, you're gonna work these hours." And since you're part-time, you're going to work these four. No, because here's the thing. When I started working, part-time was only limited to, like, you know, three, three and a half shifts at least. But here's the thing. They're giving me four days. I mean, part-time, well, here's the thing. Because here's the thing, because I feel like anything below, actually no, actually no, my mistake. Third, anything below 30 hours is part-time, and I used to work that. So, here's the thing, since I'm working two jobs, part-time over there actually makes sense, because I'm working full-time at my at first one. Which, to me, actually is actually better. And if I'm just going to only get like three days out of the week... And that first one, and I get four, and they coincide with each other. Hey, I'm, I am not complaining with that. Um, because I mean, hey, at least this one's actually saying, okay. Mm, it's like, 
Honestly, I don't even know what to say. But, yeah, I mean, if anything, if I'm only working two days out of the week, and I'm only, and I'm working four days out of the week of the second one, and those two coincide, hey, 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 more hours for me, right? Although I have to tell my, like, you know, my brother's like, hey, I'm like, I got a new job because, like, I just found out they're not giving me my hours. So I'm going to, you know, take this job. It's this many hours. Blah, 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 whatever. And hopefully by the beginning of March, April, which is my brother's birthday, yo, we're good. Like, because I feel like by the middle of March, I would, I would probably have already paid all my, most of my debts, most, mostly all of them. And it's like, okay, we good. We good. But by the beginning of January, not my January. I say January, but by the beginning of April, I should be good, and by then I should be like equaling, like you know, you know, balancing out. It's basically, yo, you're not giving me my hours, and here's the thing. I don't want them to get mad at me for it, but if they said like, wait. You have an open schedule, like, I thought you were open. Yeah, but, here's the thing. You want, like, you're not giving me, like, you're not giving me hours. So, I kind of had no choice. Like, also, I need, like, also, I have bills. I have rent. I have this, I have things to pay off. You know? I mean, because here's the thing. I haven't done, because here's the thing. I haven't done laundry, like, in a week already. So... Which is kind of normal. Usually it takes me two weeks. Like, usually I do, you know, laundry every two weeks. But that's a different story. But the thing about that is, is that, yo, they, like, here's the thing. They want to get angry at me? Fine. Then give me, then fine. If you want to make it right, make those two days full shifts then. Make me work eight hours on those days. Instead of giving me, you know, like, you know, 12 hours, maybe give me 16, well, actually, 12. It's been, actually, no, it's 11 and a half hours, because, you know, that other shift has, like, a break. So, but regardless, instead of giving me 11 hours, at least, 11 and a half, give me 16 or 18 I don't care if you make me work three shifts. I don't care if you make me work three six-hour six shifts. I'll take what I can get. But since you're not giving it to me, I don't know what the issue is. But honestly, I mean, hopefully, you know, if they get mad and says, like, oh, like, oh why'd you get another job? I'm like, if you're working here full-time. Well, honestly, I'm going to have to bring this up to him. It's like, yo, like, I can now because, like, the reason why is because, and, like, here's the thing. I'll ask him, like, 
I'm, I noticed that I'm only working two days out of the week. Why is that? And if I don't get in, like, here's the thing. If they say, oh, because we have, like, not that many, like, oh, we have too many people or, like, it's slow. Here's the thing. I don't want to hear it's the slow part because it's like, dude, you can still do things when it's slow. And here's the thing. If you have people, if you have, like, people, like too many people working, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. But, you know, little heads up at least. I mean, like, you could, you could have said, like, oh, sorry, man, like, I had, like, it's in, oh, yeah, like, um, it's going to be, like, oh, it's, like, oh, it's too busy right now. I was, like, I was, like, we got enough people. You get. If labor's high, then I understand. But here's the thing, send, I, here's the thing, I don't know if it's high or low right now. Because here's the thing, I worked in, well, after the, well, tomorrow, well, long, okay. For context, I record these within the week, so they don't mean that happens on Friday. But regardless, um, I am working. Well, the day after I finish this, so and the day after. The thing that honestly I can't do while the stores, like you know, Or my workplace, I can't do like as you know during business hours. Usually when I'm clocked off, and I'll just still see my GM in private and says like, "Hey, what's going on?" I like this, this, and that, you know. So honestly, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna get this straight out. And if they say, "All right, we'll give you a three day," but it's only gonna be a half day. Honestly. If it's like a five hour shift and a four, and like if I get two five hour shifts and a full shift, I'll take it. I'll take it. Honestly, I will. But I have to tell them, like, yeah, I had to take another job just so I can actually, you know, because of this. Because here's the thing, I, as, here's the thing. I like a get a day off as much as the next guy, but here's the thing. After a while, I hate downtime. I mean, when I work, I mean after I work out, what's there to do? I shower, eat, and then go to bed. That's it. If it was like, if I work four days out of a week, it's like, let's say, oh, I work two days, and then I'm off one day, then I work one day, I'm off two days, and I'm off, let's say, like, yeah, like that, then yeah, I get it. But, you know, not really in the cards. So, uh, yeah. That's actually um, the reason why um, I, the, I'm, you know, I made the choice of not to go to my, to the Vegas trip that I was invited to. Cause here's the thing, I don't want to go there, and be a. Here's the thing, I don't like being a charity case. Right when people buy me stuff, okay, I get it, but the thing is. <sighs> I hate it. 
Because then, yeah, I still have to owe people. Which is the thing I hate the most. I hate owing people money. It's like, dude, I hate being a charity case. That's why I don't like ask people like to buy me stuff. Because here's the thing. I'm a grown-ass man. It's like, I don't, I'm not like, can you cover me? I'm not gonna, I don't say that anymore. I used to, but not anymore. Well, not, well, well, back in the day before I started working. But nowadays, it's like, if I tell people, it's like, hey, my paycheck doesn't come until tomorrow. Can you spot me for this? I was like, all right, cool. You just pay me, just pay me when you get your paycheck. That. I'd rather do that than, like, like, because honestly, I do hate that. I hate people paying for me because, but then they can't do stuff because, you know, my ass, so. But honestly, I mean, here's the thing. I already paid for the Verbo card, so, yeah, I mean, it's gonna suck, but... I mean, but yeah, I'm sorry. And I understand, like, yo, it's like two weeks before the trip, and I was like, okay, all right, it is. It's less less than three weeks, but more than two, it's like two and a half at least. But here's the thing: I might as well say, yeah, you're getting it now. That way, like, if I don't have my, if I don't have funds to Vegas, this is probably why. I'd rather not go and tell you that, like, yeah, I can't go because of funds, than go there and say, oh, I don't have any money. Cause, cause when that happens, people are mad at me. So, yeah. I mean, maybe next time, or maybe next year, or maybe in the next two years, three. We'll, we'll see. But for now, it's. Not really in the cards right now. Now, for this segment, I normally don't do, you know, movie reviews. But I felt like, since I'm going to watch that Marilyn movie, Blonde. Um, no, I didn't watch it yet. It's going to be a while before. It's going to be a while before, you know, I get to that. I'm just trying to, you know... Find like three hours to kill without you know anyone like marching in. Honestly, I probably could have done it today, but whatever. Um, I'll probably do it on the weekend. Like, I mean, just no, I mean, not that many people. Ah, my brother and our roommate isn't aren't usually here on the weekend, so that should work. But for this um review, I'm actually gonna do it on another movie. Um, I'm actually gonna do it on on the new Spider-Man movie, actually, the um, Across the Spider-Verse. Which, honestly, pretty good, actually. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, I liked it. And here's the thing. 
And I'm actually going to, you know, say it now. Well, okay, first of all, for context, it's on Netflix now, and that's how I actually saw it. I couldn't watch it in theaters. I wanted to, but I uh, couldn't. But uh, anyway, also, I would like to issue a disclaimer that this is just like mine, just like my uh, the entirety of my podcast episodes. These um, these are subjective. They're my opinion. You don't like it? Well, that's how it is. And another thing, um, if you haven't seen the movie, um, you might want to skip up to. You might want to skip to the next segment. Um, I mean, if you're listening to it on Spotify, I mean. I don't know. I mean, just skip 15 minutes if it gets to that part. If not, go 18 just in case. 20 is a last resort. But there will be spoilers. So, I feel that Across the Spider-Verse was actually a good movie. I'm not going to lie, story-wise, I felt like it was better than the first one. And and here's the thing. Um, for a synopsis, this is, this is basically how the movie went. Well, apparently they did, like, the whole, you know, like, the whole thing like they did in the first movie. I was like, okay, I'm Miles Morales, Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man, whatever. And Miles is, you know, late for a meeting with his parents as a school counselor. And apparently his dad's being promoted to captain. And what's funny is that from the previous movie... They actually did something that I didn't expect them to do, actually. Um, for example... It's funny, because... In the first movie, Miles' dad, Jeff, is actually... His last name is Davis. But in this movie, they changed it to Morales. So, not, as, not only is his mom... Um, Puerto Rican, they met his dad Puerto Rican. Which, it's, I mean, I mean, it fits. Because they do have a little, you know, Spanish, you know, back and forth. They do, they do a little Spanglish. And there is some Spanglish without, in the movie. But, that's not the point. Um, anyway, Spider-Man meets, well, Miles meets this, um, Meets this villain called the Spot, and basically, what happened was that this, and also I love the voice of the Spot, because honestly, Jason Schwartzman, bruh, he he nailed that part. Now, basically, what happened to him was that 
Um, so basically what happened to him was he had, he blamed Spider-Man for his existence. So what happened is, um, Spider-Man, I think this happened like towards the end of, I'm not sure if it was the first one. Uh, but it's either the first time the Super Collider blew up, and that brought in all the other spider people in, or it was the second one at the end of the first movie. You know? But apparently, like... Something happened to him and his body cut. So basically, the spot's powers is basically he can make portals that like that like you know, you know, think of it as like the game portal. Like you get through through a portal, you go through another, you know, cut through reality, right? But anyway, Spider uh, Miles sends it through his own portal, and then. He starts experimenting, and finds out that he can go through other, um, um, what's it called? Go through other, um, through other, um, multiverses. And... And before I get any further, my dumbass didn't go back to the beginning. It actually starts with Gwen Stacy instead of um, instead of Miles, and basically, she's still traumatized about the whole, you know. Because here's the thing, in that verse. I forgot one universe Gwen's from. Uh, let me look it up. <sighs> Sorry about that. From Earth 65. Because in that universe, Peter Parker is in Spider Man. He's actually the lizard. Yep. And basically, Peter turned himself into that. Gwen stopped him. However, an accident happened, and it killed Peter. And Gwen's dad saw this and thinks that, oh, Spider-Woman, or Spider-Gwen, I can't forget, I, don't, I know there's Spider-Women, but I forgot that Spider-Gwen but anyway, she they think that she ends up killing Miles. I mean that or that Peter Parker there, and and uh, damn it, yeah. So she's a fugitive. And long story short, the vulture comes in, but it's not like the, like. That or it's Vulture. So what ended up happening is like when that super collider blew up the first time, it opened up a rift and it started sending villains from other universes into different places. Basically, and anomalies. 
and and this is where actually this is where the whole um post credit scene with um Miguel O'Hara otherwise known as um Spider-Man 2049 comes into play basically he's responsible for putting all the um All the uh, all the anomalies, as they're called, back into their normal, um, back into their own universes. So anyway, basically, yeah, I'm back to like to where I was at. Miles gets a cake because his dad's being promoted to captain. He and his family like argue, then you know, Gwen visits him. Then Miles follows Gwen and then finds out that she's part of, like, you know, you know. But anyway, basically, she follows Gwen and then Miguel, like, like doesn't like that, and it's like, dude, send him back. Miles wants to help, and honestly, we get a lot. I mean, actually, no. Before that, they go through another um, Manhattan, which is it's an Indian version of in India. It's a it's Mumbai and Manhattan combined, but it's basically it's an Indian um, Spider Man, and. Long story short, they stop because as it's turning out, the spot is turn is going through all of those multiverses, um, Alchemax, um, um, facilities and destroying them. And the reason why is because during the, their initial fight, Miles um, just called um the spot, you know, the villain of the week or whatever, and that kind of, so that kind of, you know, pissed them off, and so he's like, you know what? I'll test these new powers. And he's destroying all of the, like, all these, um, Alchemax facilities to get himself stronger. And here's the thing, I heard that he wasn't originally going to be, like, the main villain, though. So, yeah, basically, he's destroying these facilities, destroying those super colliders so he can actually, you know, grow stronger. Now, obviously, um, what has, here's the thing. This is where the plot gets really interesting. The local Spider-Man from that universe... Obviously, the police don't like the like his girl that he likes is the police captain. So, it's, so the thing is, Miles saves him. Then they go back to um, Earth nine twenty something, I think. Or what, anyway, they go back to the Spider People facility. Meets Miguel and he says, "Like you messed up big time." You know? 
it's basically saying you're not supposed to be here and you make things worse because the Spider-Man from from that universe was supposed to die. And Miguel O'Hara introduced the whole canon event. Meaning the certain people are supposed to, you know, die to make them, you know, Spider-Man. Like, for example, like, um, like Uncle Ben has to die to become Spider-Man. Or in Gwen's case, she had to become Spider-Gwen or something like that. Basically, Miko's like, dude, if you change things, like, the whole, you know, multiverse could collapse on itself, you know? It could destroy, it could be destroyed. So, here's the thing. Um, Miko wants to send Miles back to his own time. To his own universe, basically. Miles says no. Hijinks ensues. And we get a chase going. I mean, Peter B. Parker, which honestly, I like that. And and another reason he's mom and another reason he's running, I forgot to mention is that Miles' dad and his universe is supposed to die in two days. And he's like, No, I can't let that happen. He goes like, sorry, it's gotta happen, you know. Anyway, a chase ensues. However, during the chase, Miguel drops a Total plot twist. Which honestly. I didn't see coming. And like oh yo man. This actually puts up the dread up to a lot. This actually ramps up to 11. You thought it was 11 now? It's going to go up to 12. Because. Basically. What Miguel says. You're not. You weren't supposed to become Spider-Man. It's like, what do you mean? And Miles like, what do you mean I wasn't supposed to become Spider-Man? As it turns out, that anom- that rift, that super collider explosion, sent a spider from Earth-42 going to Miles' um, universe. Because here's the thing, Miles is from Earth-1610. The spider came from Earth forty two, and Earth for in the Earth forty two spider bit Miles, and he became Spider Man. Not only that, the Miles from that one didn't become Spider Man. And here's the thing. He goes back to the sand and like to the to the machine where it sends him. Basically, they have a machine that it copies your DNA and it shows your DNA. Like it scans your DNA. It's like okay, you belong. You're from this, um, the Spider Verse. 
and he gets sent back. Obviously, Miguel's pissed off, and he kind of and says, Gwen, you fucked up. I told you. I knew we were going to mess up. You're out. Sends her back to her to Earth 65, where she's from. And another thing that I forgot to mention was that Gwen, in like in like the drama, gets amped up when she reveals her dad. That's like I'm Spider Gwen, and she's like, "You want to arrest me? Go for it." So anyway, Gwen is back. Sorry if I threw things out of order. I'm trying to remember the movie as best as I can. But anyway, she and her dad have a nice talk, and long story short, um, Spider-Punk, um, um, gives her dad, like, a portal watch, because, because he's the thing, Spider-Punk is actually, like, anti-establishment, he's a bit of an anarchist, he's like, He's one of those guys like I don't even want to be here. He just made me because like I'm I'm a spider person. So anyway, Gwen goes to Brooklyn, but this is where it actually um this is actually where it gets a little trippy. And this is actually what set up this is actually why it set up the like for the next movie to come out. Miles is home. But it's different. And I didn't really get it right away. But then I realized the aesthetic. Oh. Because. Because Gwen. Actually goes to Miles' um, apartment. Where his, where his parents. Where his family. Parents live. Talks to you know. Miles' mom, and then realizes, oh, crap, he's not here. Miles is then, like, realizes it, too, because Miles isn't in his home, um, in his, like, his own multiverse. Miles is on Earth-42, and it took me a realize, it took me a minute to, like, wait, why is that? Wait, why is he not there? But then it's like, oh, the spider DNA that bit him is from Earth Forty Two, which is in which you know, which is in his bloodstream, so it sent him there. Not only that, it gets even worse. His uncle Aaron, who who is alive, who was the prowler. That's when um that's when he realizes that Miles is in the wrong um you know universe because in that universe 
Miles' dad died. And since that spider didn't bet Miles, that Spider-Man, Spider-Man doesn't exist. And that, and here's the thing, that Miles Morales of that universe is actually the Prowler. So, with that being said, Gwen, like, you know, assembles a team that is like, hey, Like, hey, Peter's in, uh, Miles is in trouble. We need to help him. So, while at the same time, uh, Miles is, you know, you know, just trying to get out. So, there you go. So, first of all, I liked it. And also, sorry about this, it is going to be like a long, um, it is going to be, you know, a lot longer, but here's the thing, I liked it. I liked that they amped up the, you know, the, okay, okay, things went from bad to worse, now they're going to get way worse, and now we got to do something. Honestly, this is actually the best movie I've seen that actually led to another movie. Where it's like, okay, what? We're like, we're at the climax now. Take it home, you know? It, it's getting better. Because I did not see this happen. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I liked it, and the thing I liked about, like, this movie is all the cameos of all the Spider-Men. They use archival footage from the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Not sure if they did the, uh, the Tom Holland one. And we even get some cameos, actually. For example, Childish Gambino is actually Prowler from another universe. You know, and and not only that, the spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man, sorry if it sounded redundant, is makes a cameo and says like, "Oh, we don't get to choose this and that." But I like how each character has their own, you know, personality. They're all, they're, they're their own thing. You know. I uh, honestly, I like that the first movie establishes, okay, we got a new Spider-Man. And then the next one is like, you're not supposed to be Spider-Man. And I like that how Miguel is like, went back to Miles' reality, to his Earth to find them. As in, to stop him, it's like, dude, basically, it's like, here's the thing, that's what amazed me about this movie, is that, like, here's the thing, 
uh, Miguel isn't really a bad person. It's like, dude, he's doing what he thinks is right. And the and and conflicts with Miles um these um standpoint was like, yo, I can't let this happen. Well Miguel's like, you you gotta let this happen. It's meant to be. And it's basically like we can write our own story. It doesn't have to be how it's written. And the, and here's the thing, I like that they made him like I knew I know that that universe is going to get destroyed. I know because I actually did it. And it's sad because in in Miguel O'Hara's own universe, his family died. And so he went to another universe where that Spider-Man died, that Miguel O'Hara died, and he took his place. But when, like, but when things made, but then when he realized he wasn't supposed to be there, like that universe kind of imploded on itself. That's why he's like, I can't let this happen. I like that Oscar Isaac is the voice of Miguel O'Hara. Because honestly, it fits. It actually does. I mean,. If I had to ring in nine out of um, ten out of ten, nine and a half. But I can understand. I can I can see why they. For me. Oh, not only that, they actually went into like the Marvel version of um, Spider-Man, the the Tom Hardy one. I'm not sure if that's like Sony or if that's owned by Marvel. Well, regardless, um, pretty much in the Venom verse. But uh, anyway, not bad. I like the pacing. The story was great, and yeah, the the ending was anticlimactic, but. I understand why they made it like that. And I like the pacing of the movie, which is actually why I'm actually going to get like a 9 out of 5. It kind of dragged on a little bit. Honestly, trying to get some character development, and it actually does a good job at it. Because there's a scene where Gwen's like, don't like, Miles here, Gwen hears Miles say, oh, tell him I'm Spider-Man. And Gwen says, don't tell him you're Spider-Man, it's not going to end well for you. But I thought, oh my god, this is going to happen. But then when he finds out that he's in Earth-42, I like it. I like how... There's twists and turns. It's like a pretzel. And honestly, I'm actually curious to see how how they're gonna conclude this. You know, because I heard they're making like a Spider Woman um, spinoff, but, but hey, we'll see, right? 
But honestly, I like how the story went. I like the inner, like, I like the character development from struggles, well, not struggle development, I mean, the struggles of each character, Gwen, in her own world, and then Miguel trying to keep things together, Miles, like, you know, trying, he's still trying to figure out who he is, you know? But I feel like, I felt it could have been done better. I felt like, you know what, I felt like, okay, another reason I take points off of this is because they kind of retcon, like, his dad's name. Because cause in the movie, like, yeah, like, in the last movie, his last name was David, not Morales. So, I guess they turned Boss's dad Puerto Rican? I mean, does that mean that Uncle Aaron is Puerto Rican? I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll fix it. That's, there's some, yeah, some of the continuity kind of, you know, ruined it for me. But honestly, I hope they finish strong, like I said, because if they if they do it right, this actually might become the best Spider-Man trilogy, you know? Well, I'm obviously, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man movies was going to have like a second, like a third movie, but it's, it's basically a duology. If anything, if they're making like Spider-Man into like a franchise series, like at least three movies each, or three and a half if you count the Tom Holland ones. But if anything, if that's the case, if they do it right, this might be the best Spider-Man series. Maybe. It's too, it's kind of too early to tell, but I feel like for right now, give it like, If anything, we'll see when it comes out. But after that, give it like a year and a half. Don't say right away like, oh, it's the best series ever. Again, give it some time. Because I think it might be. But we'll see. Sorry about the... For the for that last segment, I really went off. <laughs> so, uh... With that being said, let's get on to everybody's favorite segment of the show. It's Have You Heard? And in this edition of Have You Heard, we look at um, news stories that don't make top headlining news, but yet garner attention. So, for this edition of Have You Heard? And... If you're not a Swifty, or if you don't like Taylor Swift, you're not going to like this one. So, uh, for this uh, edition, <sighs> alright, now bear with me, again, it is Taylor related, so, power through it. So anyway, in this edition of Have You Heard, 
Taylor Swift expert sought for new job at Victoria and Albert Museum in England. And its subtitle, Find Out How to Apply. Basically, and it says, qualified candidates have until March 7 to apply for the new position. So you're thinking, and apparently it's, obviously it says, calling all Taylor Swift fans in London. So, again, I'll read it, and I'll give my thoughts on it. The Victorian and Alfred Museum, or the VNA, is looking for a certified British Swifty to join his team and advise on all aspects of the Shake It Off songs, singer's lore. The official title of the position at the London Museum of Art and Design and Performance is Super Fan Advisor Taylor Swift. According to the BBC, the, VN, the VNA is specifically looking for fans who can advise on the fan culture and memorabilia that Swift fans collect and create, with a specialized interest in the friendship bracelets and signs that attendees of Swift's Eras Tour have been utilizing while the singer tours the globe. Swifties have been making and swapping friendship bracelets at Swift's Eras Tours as a nine to a lyric in the song You're on You're on Your Own You're on Your Own Kid from the twenty two album Midnights. And keep in mind guys, I haven't heard that album yet. The last album I heard was um Reputation and that's where where it kinda ended for me in terms of in fact it's the only album I actually bought from her, so again, like I said on I'm on the borderline if I'm a Swifty or not, even though I have Taylor tattooed on my, you know, on my, you know, on my on the back of my shoulders, so. on my back upper. Anyway, moving on. So make the friendship bracelets. Take the moment and taste it. You've got no reason to be afraid. Oh. So that's the lyric. Anyway, the pop star, who's 34, at one point in the, said in the, that's what she sings to the song. I don't know why I read that part. Anyway, the practice has become so popular that even Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, got in, got in on the fun. Yes. Boyfriend. We can say it now. And for any NFL fans, I'm an NFL fan too, so... Suck it up, man. And, and also, for the Chief fans who are hating on Taylor Swift because you don't want her at the games, shut the hell up. Like, seriously, why the fuck are you complaining about? You won the Super Bowl. Let it go. And yes, I'm saying this is a, and I'm still pissed off. And this is a loss as a Niner fan that I can take personally because by two points... Two. Last time it was three points. Now it's two. So, and also, they're not going to go for the three, Pete. I'm sorry. And also, my condolences to, you know, you know, the, 
you know, the victims of the the parade shooting. I mean, it should have been a day celebration, but hey, justice will be served. So, hey, we got the title. So, you know, let the law do its job and let's move on. Oh, let me read the entire sentence. The practice has been so popular that even Swiss boyfriend Travis, Travis Kelsey got in on the fun at a recent show in Sydney, Australia. So yeah, she did go, he did go to her concerts. I mean, he did it before, but I feel like he's, I feel like they're, you know, gonna go, you know, spend some quality time together, you know? Let him have it. Anyway... Part of the BBC, the British Museum, is hoping to appoint its Swift advisor before she begins the European leg of her tour later this year. The VNA is also seeking super fan advisors to provide expertise on emojis and drag performance, as well as the shoe brand Crocs. In the statement to the BBC, all about the super fan advisor positions, museum director Dr. Tristram Hunt said, These new advisory roles will help us celebrate and discover more about the enormous and often surprising creative diversity on offer at the VNA, as well as helping us to learn more about the design stories that are relevant to our audiences today. And by the way, I'm looking at a picture of the entrance at the museum. I'll get to it. Anyway. Never... The VNA is hoping to find candidates who share their expert knowledge on current cultural trends that will inform the future of museum collecting. For their part, the Swift advisor will be expected to learn about the history of these objects and why are they relevant to art, design, and the future of creativity? Qualified qual, qualified candidates have until March 7th to apply. And believe it or not, there's actually a link to it. They actually highlighted the word apply. Which, you know what? I'm actually going to click on it. Let's see. Salary, competitive incentives. Okay, I'm looking at the at the at the role. Are you next? Are you an encyclopedia of, encyclopedia of emojis? A connoisseur of Crocs? No and no, so I don't get the job. The most studious Swifty? Um, I'm a half and half, so I'm disqualified. A tufting trailblazer, or even a drag devotee? If you're not, if you're into it, it's into the VMA. Drag? I can appreciate some drag. Trust me, I've seen I've seen enough RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race to like, yo, which is weird. I like the show, but like haven't seen it. But anyway. 
We are currently recruiting five super fan advisors to help us learn more about our collection at the VNA and as as well as the cultural cultural trends that will inform the future of the museum collecting. Our curators of our custodians of over our, our curators are custodians of over 2.8 million objects, books, and archives that span over 5,000 years of hum, human creativity. As such, we're looking, we're, we're always looking to learn more about our collection while, whilst acting as cultural transporters on what to collect next. So, we want to hear about your hyper niche interest and why it's important to the history of art and design. And the future of creativity. Successful candidates will meet curatorial experts at the VNA, share knowledge about their specialist subject, learn about the history of these objects and why they are relevant to art, design, and the future of creativity. Candidates will also have the chance to go behind the scenes at the VNA to review to review relevant items from the collection. The VNA will cover reasonable travel costs of the museum for the curing meeting, and successful and successful candidates will receive and will and and successful candidates will receive a VNA membership as part of the role. Insights from the sessions with our cur curatorial team may be used to develop future programming at the museum. Adver closes at March seventh, March or on the seventh of March, twenty twenty four, at twenty three fifty nine. We have the right to close this advert early. Not only that, this was public. Here's the thing, and I'm looking at it. This, this was published five days ago, and it closes in nine days. Oh, and there's a P PDF. You know what? I want to see what the job description entitles. Mm. I don't know about Crocs. Okay, Taylor Swift, maybe. Yeah, I, here's the thing. If I wanted to, I could do it. But Tufting? Hang on, let me see what tufting is. Because I've heard that before. What is tufting? Oh! Okay, so I wouldn't. Yeah, we want to. We want to know, but what makes you the ultimate super fan? What do you have in your collection? And what in the VMAG? Hmm.
Here's the thing. I feel like, yo, if I heard of this, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? I'll apply. Why not? You know? Like, seriously, I actually, I'll actually, you know, say, yo, I'll apply. I live in the United States. I need you to fly me from California to London. I have a passport. And I want to stay for like a few days. Actually, no. Honestly, travel costs, I mean. I mean, hey, round trip, LAX, you know, London, meet them. Spend a day or two in London, like, in the city. Like, spend a day. Do the interview. We'll make up our minds tomorrow. Okay. Sorry you didn't get it. But I hope, like, it was nice meeting you. Then I get to fly back. I mean, here's the thing. It doesn't say the pay, though. Actually, what does incompetent incentives mean? I'll look it up later, but... Yo, here's the thing. Anyway. I'm gonna get serious about, like, five minutes. For five minutes. So, anyway. I get it. Usually, here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like, a Lady Gaga exhibit. It's a museum of art. And. Yeah, I get it. It's an art museum. Obviously, it's not going to appeal to a lot of people. But we're at an age where pop culture is starting to become art. You know, with all the Banksy stuff and all those, like, you know, you know, modernist designs when it comes to homes and, you know, you know, street art. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. Look, here's the thing. I saw what the outside of that museum looks like from a picture. Dude, it's an old-timey building. So you would not expect that kind of thing to happen. Because here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. If you live in London, then of course, they're not going to, they're like, oh, you you have your own place? All right, cool. Then you don't have to do anything. Just show up. Um... See what else. But here's the thing. If you're from a foreign country, and I feel like they would have to provide you for like a place to stay. Like for example, it's like okay, 
for the next two months. You have you have enough. All right, we cover you for a month's worth. Actually, from for two months worth. All right. Just show up and do your job, and you're fine. Honestly, I'd take it. You know what? I would I would apply for it. And if they gave me a good offer, it's like not only that, we'll pay like here's the thing. Not only that, we'll pay you I will like we'll pay for three months for like we found a flat that's close to where the museum is. That way if you want to commute or not, go for it. Like that way you can commute to, you know, the museum. If that's the case Why not? I'll take the job. And it's like, and after like, sorry, like it's not working out. Then, hey, then, hey, at least I got to work in the museum, you know? Because here's the thing. Because honestly, if they said, um, you want to do this, like, for the time being, like, oh, you want to do this, you know? Yeah, sure, I can do it full-time. If it, like, here's the thing. Well, like, can I apply? Here's the thing, um, is it alright if I apply for, you know, British, um, British citizenship? That way I can have dual citizenship? If they're like, yeah, sure, go for it. Then, hey, why not, you know? I would do it, though. But here's the thing. A lot of people's like, dude, you're talking about, you know, you know, you like you know you like and yeah you get those people who are like oh you're just you're just talking about something that's like irrelevant you're talking about irrelevant topics here's the thing normally I would get that stuff when I know like random facts and no one needs to know all right then then how is it different and I always tell people how is it different when like when y'all do it. Because it's like. Oh. Because it's actually useful. My ass it is. Yours. Your facts are just as. Like. They're just relevant as mine. So. Don't play that shit with me. But. It is art. And I do have a good appreciation of the art. Whether it's like. You know. Visual art. Because. Here's the thing. Film, to me, is art. It's art. That's all I'm going to say for that. And honestly, you disagree with it? Well, then hey, that's your opinion. But to whoever, like, for those five people, hey, like I said, I'll apply. Just so, just so I can say, hey, I try to do this. But for those who get chosen, hey, good luck. Because in a sense, you're kind of representing the fandom as a whole. And I know that's like, yo, you really shouldn't say that. Well, I kind of feel like I should. Mostly because, here's, and this is why. It's an exhibit based on one person. 
and they're looking for five fans to do it. Those five fans are gonna, you know, represent the fandom as a whole. Now, yes, I, there is that whole thing about Swifties swarming on people who don't like, who talk bad about Taylor Swift. I get it. Like, yeah, I hear the jokes like, oh, the Swifties are going to come after you. Okay, good. I, I get that that's like a culture thing. But here's the thing. For me, I'm just a fan. But here's the thing. I'm not crazy, all right? But here's another thing. Do the people who work at the museum get to go to watch Taylor Swift? That's the next, that's the real question. Because it's or because you know because because is Taylor gonna give them? Hey, you want to cover the show? Or is the museum gonna provide? That's the question. Honestly, I could do without both. But, um, hey. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want a link, I would. I would post a link, but here's the thing. I don't have a. I'm not editing this on YouTube, so it's going to be through my phone. So just go on people and look up Taylor Swift Museum. Literally type in those words at the bottom of the article where the word apply. It's highlighted. Just click on that. I mean, you know, I'll try, but even if I don't make it, who cares? At least I give it a shot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, guess that's it. I mean, so, uh, Let's uh, let's just close it up. Now we're here at the end of the podcast for, you know, my final thoughts. So, here's the thing. Sometimes a good opportunity may not be the best. Just be, I mean, may not be the best opportunity. Just because you got a good, just because of how, yeah, just because you got a job doesn't mean they're going to treat you right away or at all, if anything. Getting multiple jobs nowadays is, you know, it's, it's a thing. But the thing about life is you're not always going to, you know, you know, you know, you're not always going to get, you know, gold, you know. Not everything's going to be a winner. But the thing is, 
there's always that diamond on the rough where you can always see, oh, like, okay, there's always, if the first choice isn't really helping you, you could take, you take on a second opportunity. That way, in case things go bad for the first one, at least, hey, you at least have something to fall on. I mean, times are tough, and honestly, two jobs, it's, I mean, if you really want to, you know, make it and survive, makes sense, you know? And the thing about life is, you know, sometimes these decisions can affect your, like, your plans, you know? For example, a vacation. It may seem like fun and games until someone decides to drop out because, you know, they don't have enough funds, you know? It's like that expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. I felt like not, I feel like not going on this trip and getting this other job is my lemon, are my lemons. As in, it's nice because, because even like if I don't have enough, I need to focus on some of the important stuff, my bills, my rent, and all that stuff. Because I can't just like you know, I can't just like be like oh, oh I'm like oh. Not enough rent? Okay, I'm going to Vegas. It's mostly... No, I'm paying my rent. I'd rather like not go on this trip because I got, you know... I got stuff... I got, you know, I got bills to pay, you know? If I had mouths to feed, if I had kids, then yeah, I'd be... Well, then I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going. Because here's the thing. About halfway through, I would have said like, yeah, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. You know? That way it's like, okay, cool. Here you go. I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry if I stalled a bit. But uh, anyway, another thing is, I mean, film isn't, is like really subjective. I saw a movie that I wanted to see for a long time and it did live up, live up to be a hype, lived up to the hype that it it lived up to the praise. I mean, as far as I can, as best as I can say. And honestly, I mean, usually some things, some, I mean, usually the original, like sometimes sequels are better than the original. But why not? You know? If this movie, if the third Spider-Man movie does become a hit and it's the, hey, then, then, you know, the, then the writers, you know, Caught lightning in the bottle, you know? I mean... Honestly, I mean... Again, film is subjective. But it's just, you know... It's in the eye of the beholder. And what you think 
is a good film. Across the Spider-Verse, but that's a good movie. It's okay, I mean, not to, it's not hard to see why. But you can't really call it the best movie ever made. Because that's subjective, because anyone could say a, a good movie and say, that's the best movie. And speaking of art, I mean, I thought I'd never see, love to see the day with Taylor Swift would have her own, like, you know, museum exhibit. I mean, the Grammys has, like, some of them, like, some of her, you know, stuff. But honestly, I like that she, that Tiller is, like, is in the war, is in the league of her own where she has her own, you know, museum exhibit. As for how long that exhibit's gonna stay for, who knows? It might be for that year. It might be for a few months when she's on the European tour. It may be for a year. Or maybe it could be like, you know, you know, like for, it could be a forever thing, you know? Who knows? I mean, it's one of those things that you wonder that 20 years ago, this teenager from the South decided to make music and now she's like a global, you know, she's a global phenomenon. It's one of those once in a generation talents, you know, like Michael Jackson or Selena, you know, or like Mozart, like, or like those other composers. Or John Williams, if you like, you know, movie scores. But here's the thing. In a hundred years, it will all be immortalized, you know? People could say, oh, she was the best, you know, pop star of all time. Or or she was, like, the best of her generation. Like, hey, who knows, you know? But honestly, it's, again, it's one of those subjective things. It just depends on how you really feel about it. You may not like Taylor Swift. Okay, that's fine. But for the people who do, hey, man, at least be glad you got to witness something magical, you know? Because the thing about magic is that if it's not passed on, it dies, you know? It's like knowledge. You don't pass on the knowledge, then that knowledge is lost, you know? I mean... I mean, you can make copies of it, but it'll never be like the original, you know? Because you're missing some stuff and it's incomplete. And I get it. I really do. And honestly, to me, I mean, world is art. The world is like an art canvas, and we're, we're writing it. We're making art as we go along, whether it's the form of literal physical art or, you know, creating family. I mean, we're all human. And and as humans, you know, we must progress, you know. 
when we if we if we can continue, you know, moving on and we change our ways, maybe in a hundred years it may not be so bad for that generation, you know. I mean, just a little food for thought. And sorry, baby, it sounded a little, you know, put together. I kind of had to freestyle it at the end here, given the given what I was talking about. So, um, with that being said, um, this does it for this week's um episode. Um, I will see you guys next week, which will be next month in March, and it will be my first podcast episode. Um. Again, they will be released on on Friday, so you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, and as, like I said, um, visual um, video versions of the podcast won't be on YouTube until like later on. So for now, just check them on the YouTube. Um, not yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, no, no, yeah. Check the ones I did post on YouTube. You know. I mean, take a look for yourself, you know? And as always, my podcast will always be on Spotify, you know? Really, can't really change that. So, with that being said, um, thank you guys for, like, listening. I mean, it means a lot. I mean, hey, word of mouth, man, spread this around. I don't care if I, like, I don't care if I reach 100, like, fans by the end of the year. At least it's something. Better than nothing, you know. So, as always, thank you guys for listening. As always, this has been the podcast. Peace.